Hey, Deserving Listeners, this is Chapter 4 in my deep dive on Schizotypal Personality Disorder. I wanted to start out this chapter by going to the internet and reading what the internet says about Schizotypal Personality Disorder, because often with personality disorders and with Schizotypal, there are very insufficient descriptions, and I think this is a major barrier to not only lay people understanding what that is, but also to clinicians. You know, clinicians go to the internet. They don't They don't have some special, pl- I mean, hopefully they have other avenues to find out <laughs> clinical information, you know, uh, publications, supervisors, colleagues, trainings, graduate school. But a lot of clinicians in my experience, they just go to the internet as well. So I thought I would read what the internet has to say. And the, you know, uh, the main website we think of when we think of medical and mental health issues, I think, or one of the main ones is WebMD, of course. The, this is, of course, the website that you go to when you have some sort of physical symptom and you read uh, what you might have, <laughs> and then you start freaking out. So uh, let's read Schizotypal Personality Disorder on WebMD. All right, so it says, what is Schizotypal Personality Disorder? Schizotypal Personality Disorder is one of a group of conditions informally called eccentric personality disorders. People who have these disorders often seem odd or peculiar to others. They also may show unusual thinking patterns and behaviors. All right, just chiming in here. Yeah, this is, I would say, 75% of the time, anecdotally, on the internet, when someone is officially talking about schizotypal, they will identify that it's a cluster A personality disorder. And I find this uh, to be mildly interesting, but it... I think points people in the wrong direction. It's it's overly simplistic. You know, I the whole clustering of the personality disorders I find to be strange. Anyway, uh, I could go into a long string of that, but you know, there so there's something wrong here on WebMD, but it just emphasizes something that I I, I wouldn't personally emphasize. The other thing is is that it basically says that associates ex- eccentricity to these three personality disorders, meaning that. Anyone who's eccentric might have this and or anyone who has this must be eccentric because it's not exactly true, right? It's an oversimplification. It's just something I just wouldn't say up front. It's too simplistic. All right, going on. What are personality disorders? Okay, this has got <laughs> to be interesting. People with personality disorders have long-standing patterns of thinking and acting that differ from what society considers usual or normal. Their rigid personality traits can cause problems and then and interfere with many areas of life, including social and work. People with significant personality disorders generally have poor coping skills and trouble forming healthy relationships. All right, just going uh, chiming in here. Yeah, I mean, how do you describe personality disorders in a paragraph on WebMD that is supposed to be understood by everyone, or at least the vast majority of people in the English-speaking world on the, on the in the internet? It's a tall order. I, I you know, I, I have graduate students. I, well, I know people in my field, people that are practicing, even professors, to be honest with you, who don't understand what a personality disorder is, or they they sort of get it, but not sufficiently in my book. So, you know, it's a tall order. I, I guess if I were the the author of this page, I might have just written like, okay, it says, you know, what, what are personality disorders? And then I would just have one sentence that says, there's no possible way that I can explain to you in this short form what a personality disorder is. So just, just live with the fact that you won't understand what it is. <laughs> now, having said that, 
let's look at their explanation here. It's, you know, again, it's not wrong. It's just hard to imagine anyone reading this without any sort of additional information, understanding what they're reading, right? So people with personality disorders have longstanding patterns of thinking and acting that differ from what society considers usual or normal. People, people with personality disorders have longstanding patterns, okay, longstanding patterns, I would say forever pattern, really, of, uh, unless they get treated, uh, of thinking and acting, okay, that differ from what society considers usual or normal. So that really encapsulates a lot of things, right? It encapsulates way more than a personality disorder, right, uh, going on. Their rigid personality traits can cause problems and interfere with many areas of life, yeah. People with significant personality disorders generally have poor coping skills and trouble forming healthy relationships, uh, okay. Unlike people with anxiety disorders, who know that they have a problem but can't control it, people with personality disorders are often not aware that they have a problem and do not believe that they have anything to control. Uh, yeah, uh, just chiming in here, that that last bit is perhaps the best bit in this article. Um, it's not always the case, of course, but it is a central feature that could differentiate personality disorders from other kinds of things. All right, next paragraph here. Schizotypal personality disorder symptoms. People with schizotypal personality disorder have odd behavior. Yeah, I mean, it just basically just reads them there. There's no sense of me repeating that, so that looks all good there. Uh, next paragraph. Schizotypal personality disorder versus schizophrenia. Okay, this is going to be interesting. People with schizotypal personality disorder may have odd beliefs or superstitions. Okay. They have trouble forming close relationships and tend to distort reality. Okay. Distort reality. What is that? How would anyone understand what that meant? <laughs> In this way, schizotypal personality disorder can seem like a mild form of schizophrenia, a serious brain disorder that distorts the way a person thinks, acts, expresses emotions, perceives reality, and relates to others. Okay, it, it, it identifies it as a serious brain disorder, which is interesting. I think that our current science isn't advanced enough to delineate between these things but but I, I i wonder if in 50 years once we do have that technology if that essentially will be found not in a simplistic way like that but i don't know i've already gone over that uh people who have schizophrenia are disconnected from reality they may have delusions and see or hear things that, that aren't there, but people with, uh, who have schizotypal personality disorder don't. In rare cases, people with schizotypal personality disorder may go on to develop schizophrenia. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, that's a good summary. It's not horrible, and uh, but there, it depends on people understanding what schizophrenia is and, you know, but let's read this first sentence. People with schizotype personality disorder may have odd beliefs or superstitions. Yeah, okay. But again, how do you differentiate someone with schizotypal versus someone that just has a regular quote-unquote odd belief? How do you know that you're not just identifying it as an odd belief when it's not a, a, an actual schizotypal sort of odd belief? You know, it, And it, it does, it, it is something of an art form determining that. Uh, it takes a experienced clinician to delineate that and we don't just go off of just odd beliefs that someone might have we will take in a lot of other data to justify the label of schizotypal um, for instance if, if i met someone uh, in, in my office and i was assessing them and they had an odd belief like 
they, uh, you know, what's it kind of a in the zone of schizotypal? Let's say that they believe that their trees can talk to them. The trees on their property around their house can talk to them. That's not a common superstition, right? There, you know, more common superstitions are believing in ghosts or other kinds of things like that. So, uh, or uh, believing that you can't walk under ladders, that kind of stuff, or you shouldn't walk on a crack. You know, <laughs> these aren't exactly scientific uh, uh, facts, but uh, they're they're terribly not uh, scientific facts, but they are common, and it's not common, at least to me. I, I don't know if I haven't heard of this before, other than people with schizotypal having this, that they believe that the trees are trying to tell them something. And so if I met someone that had that belief, if someone told me that belief, I'm trying to imagine what I would think. And yeah, I mean, it would be a red flag for schizotypal, but it, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, schizotypal. I, I would really need to hear a lot more data to justify even going down a road of investigating it. All right, going on here. Schizotypal personality disorder causes. Okay, this is going to be interesting. Your genes may play a role in schizotypal. Okay, that's good. It's more common in relatives of people with schizophrenia and usually starts in early adulthood. Okay, good. A person's temperament, reactions to life event. So, so sorry. A person's temperament, reactions to life events, relationships, and coping strategies probably all have something to do with how their personality develops during childhood and adolescence. Actually, I really like that summary. That steers away from ridiculous claims. It uh, says your genes may play a role. Um, it's more common with people that have relatives with schizophrenia or schizotypal for that matter. And, you know, temperament, life events, reactions to the life events, relationships, coping strategies might all uh, contribute to how a personality is developing. Yeah, I actually kind of like this article in that they seem to have a similar a, a, a belief in the delineation between pre-schizophrenia and schizotypal personality disorder. Anyway, uh, next paragraph, schizotypal personality disorder diagnosis. If you have symptoms, your doctor, and eh, that's probably boring, <laughs> just tells you to go to the physician. Uh, schizotypal personality disorder treatment. All right, let's read this. People with schizotypal personality disorder rarely get treatment for the disorder itself. Uh, just chime in here. Yeah, that's very true going on when they do go to the, doc the doctor it's often relate it's often for a related disorder such as depression or anxiety that's also very true all right so they go through different forms of psychotherapy that they uh, they say that it may include psychotherapy may include cognitive behavioral therapy sure supportive therapy yeah uh, supportive expressive therapy. Let's see their description of this. This helps you get rid of negative biases about relationships. You'll open up about your thoughts, feelings, and concerns. Okay. And family therapy. Treatment works best when family members are involved and supportive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this doesn't, that's the end of the list. That doesn't include what I do with people. <laughs> but it said, you know, psychotherapy may include, which is, which is fine. And then it talks about medication, lifestyle management, and yeah. Oh, let's talk about complications. Schizotypal personality disorder complications. People with this disorder might be more likely to have anxiety or depression. Yeah. They also, it, it, but it doesn't say why. It should say because the condition of the personality disorder can be quite debilitating and can isolate you. So you have reasons to be anxious and depressed. 
They also tend to have poor social skills and lack fulfilling relationships. Yeah. Without treatment, people with this, with this disorder can become even more uncomfortable in social situations, which can lead to further isolation. Yeah, that's all true. All right. Well, you know, I, what grade do I give this web page? I've never graded a web page. I mean, it, it it's an A for I'd give it an A for what it's setting out to do. It's trying to briefly summarize in the web MD manner something that's quite complicated. Um, I'd, I'd give it definitely above average grade overall, uh, independent of the format because it is in there's nothing on there's nothing on this page where i'm just like whoa because there is usually i i I guess i just randomly picked a web page that is at least in the the right headspace as they write this you know there's there's a lot of bad information out there so yeah maybe on the internet schizotypal doesn't have a lot of misinformation but i will say that the depth of the explanations are not sufficient. I, I've I, I looked around a lot on the internet, uh, various different YouTube videos and other kinds of things, and um, really the only videos that I thought explained it well were actual people with the disorder describing what it was like to have it. And these videos tend not to get very many views, um, but I, I find these are the only uh, things on the internet or or posts on Reddit where people are talking about what it's like to have it. When clinicians talk about it, they, I don't know, they just tend to talk about the surf, what they see. They tend to talk about what they see and what's in the DSM, which is a starting point for sure, but doesn't really explain what it's like. So anyway, so the rest of this chapter, I'm going to go into more depth. I'm going to continue doing that, but this episode is just for patrons of the podcast. So if you want to hear the rest of this, you have to be a patron of the podcast by going to patreon.com. When you become a patron, you get access to this episode and all the other chapters in this deep dive and all the other deep dives that I've done over the past 14 years. So do it now if you want to. Otherwise, please take care of yourself because you deserve it. You really, really, really do.